everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Romans 4, verses 18 through 22. In hope against hope, he believed, in order that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which was been spoken, so shall your descendants be. And without being weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Therefore, also it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truth and scripture. We are continuing to talk about faith in this episode, and we really dive into the story and life of Abraham, who is actually one of the heroes of our faith. So we really dive into this one and talk through how we can really look at Abraham's life and really gain encouragement of and really strengthen our own faith by looking at his faith. So we are really glad that you're here, and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in in our conversation. Hey, Kara. Hey, Mom. <laughs> I am so glad that we're having this Sorry, conversation. Sorry, laughing. This is, it's been an interesting morning. Yes, it has. It has. But, and I didn't sleep very much last night. I know, me neither. So I feel like I'm a little loopy. Well, you may be. And I'm always loopy. So that's, yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't know about pay that. Pay attention but. to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. I was thinking about the importance of what we're going to be talking about today, our conversation. And I know that you and I have had this conversation on numerous occasions. We've talked about Abraham uh, so often. Yes. We've done a retreat on Abraham. We've uh, done Bible studies on Abraham. So Abraham has been a source of our go-to when we want to talk about faith or we want to talk about trusting God when yeah. life doesn't necessarily seem like it's going the way we would think God would want it to go. So when sometimes circumstances don't line up with what we believe or how we believe God would want for our lives, when we feel like our lives are going in a different direction than we would think that God would want it to go, oftentimes we believe it's our fault. We don't believe that it is God's fault, and sometimes it is our fault. But just because life is going hard and just because it's difficult doesn't mean that we don't have faith, and it doesn't mean we're not trusting God. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and so I think Abraham is definitely someone who is, you know, as we've talked about so often, so known for his faith. He is, you know, the hero of the faith. He's one yeah. of the ones that they talk about so often about. If you're going to look at through Scripture, you'll see him all through from Genesis, you know, to Hebrews. Is he considered the hero of the faith because of the whole Isaac situation? Well, I think because he trusted God. And because he trusted God, God said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And because he was the father of many nations. So the Israelites and the Jewish people started out, you know, right, he's with the father the patriots, of them. Yeah. yeah. And now he goes from patriots to tribes to nations. And so I think that they consider him the hero of the faith or the one that kind of like is the one, the trailblazer, the one that really trusted God to do the impossible, yeah. which is Isaac. Right. There's one example. Right. Right. And you know, if you're in on this conversation, you may be thinking, 
well, I'm not Abraham, so how can Abraham's faith benefit me? Right, and, right. Because we can't claim the promises of Abraham. I mean, we can't. We can see that God did the impossible through Abraham, but we can't say like, right. oh, like I, God's gonna make me a father, mother of many nations, or God's gonna, you know, I don't want to be pregnant at ninety. But you know, we can't like we can't claim those promises. And you know, I was going to talk about this a little bit more into our conversation, but since you brought it up. I do want to go ahead and and address that because so many people, women that I talk to that have infertility, having a difficult time of getting pregnant, will say to me on numerous times, I was really praying and I was reading about Abraham and Sarah and how they couldn't have children and that God promised them children. And I believe that God has told me that I'm going to have children. So a lot of people take what God did in Sarah's life now, not one of those women want to be pregnant at 90, nor are they right. 90. But, right. but what they're warning is they, they're warning God to say to them because they want to have babies. And, and sometimes God does say to them, like, you know, right. God told me I was going to have this child and I got pregnant. God does do that sometimes. Yeah, we've talked about listening to the Lord and how to discern that. And I think it's like holding it loosely, like maybe God did use that story to speak to your heart to say that you will have children, but holding it so loosely because sometimes, yeah, our own desires can get in the way of like, okay, was that, like, was I just kind of- Me speaking or God speaking? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And like you've said so many times, we know it's God when it comes true because whatever God says, it comes to pass no matter what. So yeah, I think that's- that's super important. It's like, yeah, a lot of times that God does use that story. I mean, there are stories in the Bible that he's used in my life. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen exactly like it's happened. It's just the principle of like, okay, God, it doesn't matter if you've, I mean, you were told that you couldn't have kids and you had three. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, there's that I'm principle of, of like, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I think there's that principle of God can do that, that he wants us to believe in of like, he is the God of the impossible. He is the God that he is above doctors. He is above you know, he created. He gets the final word. Yeah, right. Yeah. He gets the final word. Yeah. He, he does get the final. And I think that for me, as, a, as if you're in, in, in this conversation and you're really praying and asking God for a child, I just want to encourage you to keep praying about it and asking God. If that is what God is saying, then God will make it come to be. Right. Uh, I think that for me, what is important is that we just look at this situation and realize that so much of this happened and was because God wanted it to happen, but he used Abraham because Abraham believed God. And so Abraham was part of God's choice. I was reading uh, this morning when I couldn't sleep, and, and I thought, you know, this whole thing about Abraham believing God, and we put Abraham on a pedestal, of course, he, he he was a man of great faith, mm-hmm. but God went to Abraham. It was God that initiated. God was like, Abraham, I'm picking you. And so it wasn't Abraham's faith that found him the person to be called by, um, by really God. It was the fact that God called him, that yeah. God initiated this. This is what God wanted. God wanted to use Abraham. He picked Abraham. And we will see if you go into Genesis and you start reading about Abraham at the very, very beginning. And, you know, we, we know that God 
at the very beginning when we hear about Abraham is that God tells Abraham, I want you to leave your place. I want you to leave Mm -hmm. your family. I want you to leave. And he had enough faith to do it. But you know what? He didn't have a lot of faith. He wasn't at a place where he was when he offered Isaac. So Abraham's faith was was little at the time. Matter of fact, I was reading a commentary, a Bible scholar, uh, this morning about this. And so God told Abraham, I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave everything. And Abraham had enough faith that he left. That he left, but he didn't. But yeah. he did. He was. He took his father. And we know that his father died in Ur, which is where they stayed. And, he, and God had told Abraham to go to Canaan. But there was just a little pause there. Abraham ends up in Canaan, but he stops. And then his father dies. Well, when his father dies, then... Abraham leaves. So there's this this huge life-changing event happens in Abraham's life. And his faith grows. The key what I want to do is that his faith grew. Yeah. That's, that's why I want to, I don't want to miss that. Yeah, that's why I think I just never thought of it like that before. I never thought of it. It reminds me a lot of Moses. You know, I had to bring Moses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it reminds me of Moses because when God, you know, showed up to Moses in the burning bush and tells him to go back to Egypt and all Mm -hmm. that. And he's basically telling Moses, you can do this. And I'm calling you to do this. And Moses is like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Can I bring Aaron? And God's like, sure, Mm -hmm. bring Aaron, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It just reminds me of that, I guess, because it's like you see both of these men who are huge pillars in our faith Mm -hmm. um, and the story of God's people and all that. And these moments of them being like, they do what God asks them to do, but there is this hesitancy. There is this like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. And I mean, a little bit of disobedience, but they still do it and how God uses that. And I think the the thing that is so important is not only that, like you said, when God calls these men and women throughout the whole Bible— and we tend to look at them as who they became, but not who they were when they were called. And how they did change, they let God change their heart. You know, like, I think that's also, mm-hmm. like, super important because we see, you know, even in the story of Saul, you know, King Saul, who he was called by God and he was, he followed God, but he didn't keep his heart, you know, surrendered to the mm-hmm. Lord and he turned and didn't work out well for him. But I think that's also super important with, like, people, like the man like Abraham is, yes, we see these moments where like he still, you know, brought his father or, you know, he lied about Sarah at one point in his story about being his mm-hmm. wife. And, right you know, we see, that, actually, yeah, mm-hmm. like we see moments of him, quote unquote, breaking the faith. And I think that's important for us to see is like, there's not this perfect faith. Like Jesus is the author of, and the perfecter of our faith, not us. And I think sometimes we tend to, try to have this perfect faith. And it's like, God's like, no, I think it goes back to the mustard seed that we touched on last week, where it's like, Mm -hmm. they at least trusted him enough to go and allowed God to grow their faith as they continue to walk. Yes. And and what I want to point out as we're discussing this, and, and if you're listening in, so often we are told by people that we respect and that we feel like maybe are a little bit further along in the journey of their spiritual walk, that the reason that we don't have some of the things that we have is because we have not trusted God. That may be the case to some degree, but what we learn from Abraham and Sarah 
is that God's plan is going to happen. Right. And it's a matter of time. And and I think that it's not having the perfect faith, but it's having the faith in the perfect person of God, of mm-hmm. holiness, of God, the power of God, and, and in Jesus. And, and it, you know, our faith is as good as the object of our faith. Mm-hmm. It is as strong as the object of our faith. So if I put my faith in myself and my ability and my wisdom or whatever, or my life experiences, I'm like, oh, I know how this is going to go because this mm-hmm. is how it's always gone or whatever. If I put my faith in myself and my ability to discern or my ability to figure out you know, some of my life experiences of you hit a wall sometimes and you've got uh, to make some quick decisions and you make a decision and find out it was the right decision. Oftentimes we think, well, that was us. We like, well, we just, you know, we just, we're smart. We, we you know, we yeah. know what we're doing. And we're putting our faith in ourselves or our ability or other people. Our faith is as strong as that person or those circumstances can deliver. And so, the the faith that what we're talking about is faith in God and it's in the power, the purpose, and the plan and the heart of God, which is what makes the faith strong. That's where we can trust the faith is yeah. who we're trust putting the faith because in. we're trusting the Lord. Yeah. Well, um, I was just having a conversation yesterday with a friend who the details don't matter, but I was basically encouraging her in this way of saying, You are not where you are in your life because of you. Like this is you know, you did it, you haven't missed what God wants for you. You haven't missed, you know, who God wants for you. You are exactly where you need to be because you're trusting the Lord. And it may seem like, you know, if you just like got your stuff together or if you just like fix this or did that, or, you know, if you hadn't have, I don't know, you know, you can like look at it a thousand different ways. But at the end of the day, like if you want what God wants, like you are exactly where God wants you to be. Like you haven't, like it's not, what God wants is going to happen. Yeah, and I, I don't know who, who you're talking about or their situation, but I will add this to this because I, I, I know a lot of times we blame ourselves to thinking I've missed God's best, God had a plan for my life, and I missed it because of all my mistakes. You know, the story of Isaac and Ishmael mm-hmm. and how that, you know, God said you're going to have a child, and Abraham was like, you know, oh, I don't even have an heir, and he, you know, because uh, God has said your child will have Right. You know, well, he'll be the uh, father of many nations. Right. right. Yes. And so have all these descendants. Yeah. And he's not only have, you know, I don't even have a child. And so Sarah decided that she would help God fulfill his plan. Right. Uh, you know, Abraham, you know, decided, it's been a long time. I'm looking at Sarah. She's getting older and I'm, you know, half dead. So obviously, God wants me to do something about it. So right. they put in an, a plan in action. Well, we know that Ishmael was born, and and we also know, based on Scripture, that Abraham believed that Ishmael was the promised child, even right. though God has said this is going to come from Sarah. Sarah. He says this, yeah, and so, but time is getting by. It's hard to wait on God, and your faith is weakening. You're looking at your circumstances. Nothing around you looks like that what God, you felt like God's promised you it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So it's hard to, you know, grab a lot of faith and trust God. And you start doubting yourself. You start thinking, well, what have I done to mess this up? Well, obviously, Sarah and Abraham did do something to mess up the situation. And they reaped the consequences of Ishmael, 
we today still deal with the consequences of Ishmael. Now, Isaac was still born. God was still going to do it, as you were saying to your friend. If God has purposed it, if God, right. if this is God's plan for you, then it's true. But you can have a detour. Yes. You can do something, and you'll pay the consequences of, of that. And what we often think, Kara, is that consequences, because if, I don't know your friend, but say that she's not dated or, you know, or want, you know, someone that God would ever would want them to be, you know, to be her husband. And Wait. she continues to date. Oh, she's dating someone. That, oh, oh. You know, that, that it would never be God's choice for her. And she continues to continue to date the same kind of guys. Then, then she can look and say, I've made a mistake. I've keep dating some people that God would never want me to date. And then you change and you trust God to bring the one that he has for you. And if that is God's plan for her, that will happen. But I just want to make it clear that we're not saying that if you just have faith and God's going to make a plan for you, that you can't mess it up. You can mess it up. You just can't stop it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like if mm-hmm. you, if God is wanting something for you, it's going to happen. That's what I was yeah. saying to her. Like you have right. not, it is not your fault that, and yeah, and the situation of this friend, it's not her fault that she is where she's at. And mm-hmm. that's what I was like more so saying of like, it doesn't all land on our shoulders to, it goes back to Abraham of like, he thought it was up to him to make right. Isaac happen. I mean, kind of technically it was because he had to have the baby, but <laughs> yeah. I just mean, exactly. you know, he had he had some part to do in it because he had to he had, you know, yes. actually have relations with Sarah. But I just mean, yeah. I'm making a joke, but I don't think you're getting. Yeah, um, I got it. <laughs> okay. yeah, I, 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 believe it or not, I understand how that works. I know that um, I'm your mother and you don't want to think about that, like, but I do. Yeah, like, your face well, is a little blank. I just didn't know so. where you're going with this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying we do have a part to play in what God yes. has for in our lives, but it is up to God to make it happen. And that's where Abraham got a little bit backward in that moment of like he thought like, oh, like I like God is behind, you know, like oh we got to make the hurry up and make this happen because you know, of our age and circumstances and everything. And that's kind of what I was like, you know, encouraging my friend to say of like, this is, it's up to God to make this happen. You do like, yes, we, you know, we heal, we work on ourselves, we do what we know to do, what God puts before us, you know, we take the steps, but it's up to God to make the Isaacs happen. We don't have to go make it happen with, you know, Ishmael's. You know what I mean? Well, I, I just, yes. I feel like you're looking at me like I'm wrong. I hope I'm no, not talking. I'm like, I'm, what no. is <laughs> Am I wrong on this? <laughs> I, there, like, it I is feel a like fine, I'm right, but. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a fine line. I, I'm just really listening to you as if I'm a listener that I don't <laughs> yeah. know you. And, yeah, okay. you know, nice. whoever's joining the conversation. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, you know, because a lot of people, as we said before, will grab hold of something that we want and think it's God saying it. And I just want to make sure well, that we're no, very I, clear. I, That's why no, it's I appreciate so hard. that. Yeah. But yeah. I just am like reading your face the whole time I'm talking and I just feel like stop talking here. Stop talking here. <laughs> no, I don't. I love what I love for you to talk. I just uh, want to make sure that we can play a part right. in that. 
And if you're really trusting God to do it, you're not going to be doing Isaac's. If you're really trusting God, that moment that Sarah and Abraham, you know, decided to make their plan, they weren't trusting God. They were they were right. trusting themselves and their plan. Yeah. So if you or anyone else, myself, feel like, you know, I'm trusting God and it and I cannot miss God's plan for my life. If I think that I can continue and do what I want that and, and trust in myself, then yes, you can, and you never come back and trust God, God will choose someone else to, to fulfill his plan. Um, it, it's okay, it's just on. like Saul. Okay. So, I know. He, okay. yes. Because so now I feel like we're saying two different things. I mean, they're both true. Mm-hmm. But for that's clarity's what I'm saying. sake, that's why I was looking at you like this <laughs> because I want to make sure that someone is, goes out and, and say that this girl wants to get married. I, I don't know what we're talking about, but say this girl wants to get married and she dates every guy that God would never pick for her, and that God knows maybe he's not a bad guy, but he's not good for her, and she continues to date guys like that. You're saying she's never going to get married. I'm saying she never get married. Wow. Because of That's her not choice. what I was talking about, but I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But what if God will... But it goes back to, but what if God wanted wants her to get married and God's will always prevails, what we just said? Yes. God wants her to trust Him. That's what God wants. Yes. So when you're... And if it's God's will that she marries, then God will work in her life. Just like I was talking about Abraham, a life-changing event happened. And Abraham paid attention. His dad died. And he's like, wait a minute, I didn't go to Canaan. I okay. you know. And so yes. he picks up and he repents and he goes, he gets there and he does another stupid thing and he calls Sarah his sister. And so God, you know, causes the consequences and causes an issue there. And the king doesn't take, you know, they don't take her as wife. So so I'm just saying our choices do make a difference. It's I called obedience. Yes, I understand that. Yes. I'm going back to, we just said that God's will always prevails. And then you just said, if we make the wrong choices, then God's will doesn't prevail, is what I heard. But what I would say is this. We're talking about Abraham, and we're talking about God is going to bless many nations. Actually, those are talking about the Gentiles becoming believers, not just the Jewish people. Right. That was God's plan from day one. Abraham just happened to be a part of that plan. He chose Abraham. And Abraham, right. and he chose So this Abraham. is a very different situation than desires. Yes. So that's the, that is the difference where it's like, God is like, I have this plan to set in motion to save the world <laughs> from their sin. Yes. And save humanity right. and from And I'd like sin. to save you. Yeah, and I would like to save right. you from a lot of heartache and you know, constant gaslighting or breaking or whatever. But so you got to stop dating the wrong guys. But I do think that there is a distinction in God fulfilling a plan that he has for the whole world. Like whatever God, you know, just like Jesus. To know like this is mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, and then I think this is where it is tricky with the Bible is because this plan that Abraham is a part of, I mean, I don't, God's not going to do that again <laughs> because it's already been right. set. That's it's what I'm it's saying. like yeah. done. And, and yeah. Yeah. So, but and there's a 90 year old woman's not going to get pregnant again. Right. And have, Jesus has already come and he's already died for our sins. And, right. Yeah. It's already happened and the lineage and all the things. So mm-hmm. I think that is the difference is like that 
was going to happen no matter if Abraham chose to be part of it or not. Abraham was surrendered to God. And even though he did make mistakes and even though he did have moments where he broke faith, like with Ishmael or, you know, at other times Mm -hmm. in this story. And so God chose to continue to use him because God does have grace and mercy. And well, and Abraham repented. Right. That's what I'm saying. He was Mm -hmm. surrendered to the story. So God continued to use him. I think those are very different scenarios than someone desiring to be married or someone desiring to be to have a child. And, and I know that there is still a bigger picture in those situations, like bringing a child into a world. There is a picture yeah. in the story with that child. And even with a marriage, like bring two coming together for the Lord, you know, there is something like mm-hmm. two are better than one. But yeah, I think like there are things that God can accomplish in his greater scenario or his greater plan in the world. But uh, so I think I'm tracking with like the whole, the truth that God's will always prevails. Like what God wants to do is always going to happen. But when we make decisions in terms of our desires, it's like, yes, God's like, I would have loved to have blessed you with this gift, whatever that may be, a child, a job, a Mm-hmm. spouse, uh, whatever, yeah. or even healing or even freedom right, or right. I don't know, whatever. It's like, yes, God's like, I wanted to do that, but you didn't choose it. So, you know, like you didn't choose me. You didn't choose to make the decisions to go to that, go forward with that. I mean, I think that all the time, like I, you know, we keep talking about marriage on here. I know people, most people on here are probably married. So they're like, yeah, we get it. But, you know, I think that all the time. Like, yeah, I they're probably be, saying it's not as great as you think it is. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's, end, it's not it that, yeah, yeah, no, I know that. And it's not the end all be all and I have, yeah. you know, a life. But, but if I'm desiring something, I can't just, I mean, I make jokes all the time of like, I know my UPS and my Amazon drivers and my FedEx drivers and they're not my husband's. So if I'm yeah. <laughs> expecting yeah. to get married, I need to like do something unless God's, yeah. you know, I know all the people that show up at my doorstep <laughs> and they're not my husband. <laughs> so no, um, they may be somebody else's, but yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I joke about that because it's like there are things that we need to do in faith. Like it's I'm going obedience. to Yes, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna put myself out there in faith. I'm going to, you know, like if you're trying to have a baby, not I'm date. Gonna... Yeah, not date the wrong kind of guys, not just putting yourself out right. there. But I just want to talk to the girls that are single that really want you know, have because I know of several people, and not you or your friends. These are people that I love and adore, and they so want to get married. And I understand that. And and I think you God, can call you me. Know, I can it, consult. I yeah. can uh, <laughs> call Kara. She knows. Yeah, call me. <laughs> but I just we have to realize, you know, that there is more to being married than just saying, I'm not single, and I now am not, I've been picked, or now I'm not been looked over. Like, now I feel wanted. God wants you. God's picked you. God wants to be right. the one that you see as the lover of yourself. But I always pray, and as I prayed for you, I prayed for all of my children and all of my grandkids, that God would bring the one that they would marry, if they if that was of God's plan for them, that because they're together, they're better for the kingdom. So often we feel less, or I've heard women talk, that they feel less valued because they feel like they've never been picked by a guy. And God would never want any of us, even a married person, to feel like their value was because they were married. That is an idol. That is something that means more to me. And that was what Isaac was about. 
Isaac was all about a blessing that God had given. I see that happen a lot with parents, with their children. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. children becoming an idol. And I don't say that in a judgment kind of way. I, I think that would be very difficult to have a child and not that child not be an idol. Like I can't imagine, mm-hmm. you know, the fear and the control that you would want, you know, have. And so I, I, I know I don't fully understand that, but I do see that a lot because, you know, a lot of my friends do have children, but mm-hmm. just that tendency to not let, you know, your child become an idol. That would be very difficult. And to have faith, you know, and trust God with that child and to have faith that God will, like whatever happens in your child's life, you know, like having faith that God will be faithful in your child's life, I think would be very difficult. Well, and I think that Isaac, you know, is is a great example of that. God said, I'm going to give you a child. And out of this child, I'm going to use Isaac to bring and be the father of many nations. And uh, and he's the promised child. And we know that uh, Abraham believed Isaac, I mean, Ishmael was that, because he said, oh, God, let Ishmael be that. And God said, no. And he said, you're not going to be the one to fulfill my plan. I fill my plan through you. And often we get in the way of trying to fulfill what we believe is God's plan for our lives based on what we want to do. We're trusting more in ourselves to get to do this. Isaac is God's choice. Ishmael is man's choice. So there's this difference. Now, ironically, with the fact that Isaac is God's choice, it was Isaac that God said, I want you to give it up. Well, I think a lot of us would have a real have had or would have a real hard time with that because we tend as humans to feel entitled. Like, God, you gave me this. Now it's mine. Like, you can't take it. And I went and I think that could go across the board with a lot of things. But I feel like that is very, like, I respect Abraham a lot in this moment because I can't imagine how difficult that would be. Like one, it's your child. And two, it's like, God, you promised that. Like I didn't even, like I, I know that he desired probably to have a child, but he had a child through Ishmael. And I've so already like, given up Ishmael. Yeah. And so it's like, uh-huh. what more do you, you know, like what this more is, do you want of me? yeah, like you did this <laughs> and now you're like, yeah. And I've, I have felt like that where I'm like, you, you, you know, mm-hmm. you did this in my Made life, this and this is yeah. like been the hardest thing that's you know I've gone through, or whatever. Mm-hmm. God taking, you know, people that we love, or anyway. I think that that's worshiping the blessing more than the blesser, or wanting the blessing and holding on to the blesser blessing more than the blesser. Yeah, uh, I think that that's you know one of those things that that. But I do want to I want to go back just a minute because I, I had a thought earlier when because you know your man Moses, I, I, and then you'll love this conversation because I was thinking about you know like would you be able to stop God's plan? And so I want to go back to the Israelites in the de- in the wilderness in the desert. God said, "I'm going to take you, and you're going to go to the promised land." The first generation didn't trust God. They did not go. They did not. So, but God's plan continued. He still did it. And he took the second. And that's where I think that it that the importance of trusting God. In, in the verses that I read in Romans, and, and as you're in, in this crazy conversation that Karen and I are having, even though we have this conversation so many times, and we're still, you, you just can not just think about it and pray about it enough because there's so much uh, truth in it and how much importance faith is. And then this, where do I continue to trust God 
to fulfill the desires of my heart. Can I ask and a question? When do I realize that it's my desire is not of God. My, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to ask you, what would you say to the person who may be dealing with a moment that they're facing, maybe an Isaac moment where they feel like, God, you gave this to me, you made this happen, you brought this to be, you, I don't know, whatever it is, and God has taken it, or maybe they, maybe it is like Isaac and God's just asking them to lay it down and maybe he won't fully take it. I mean, I don't know the situation, but like, because I do think that that sometimes that moment causes people to get mad at God and resent him. So like what, and you know, we, I get that. And I know you do too, but I just, am curious, like real quick, like that was just a question I I had, like, what would you say to that, to that person? Well, I want to say that God has a plan for our lives and that is for us to know him. That's his plan. You can go ahead and write that down. And however it takes and whatever it takes to get to know him in an intimate way, to know and to trust him, to know his heart, to know that he loves us no matter what. Sometimes we don't get to that to that realization. We, you know, you've heard me say it a thousand times. You don't know that Jesus is all that you need until he's all you've got. And, and as you begin to see Abraham's faith grows, God didn't ask. Abraham to give up Isaac at that moment, but Abraham's faith is growing. You mean he didn't ask Abraham to give up Isaac early on? Early on into his yeah, faith. So it was faith is going to grow. So that person that is struggling, realize that God is want, is saying to you, let's get our eyes, because it never was about Isaac. God made that clear. Mm-hmm. He said, now I know that you're not going to withhold. Now I know that you really love me. Yeah. And so... But ironically, what is amazing, and everybody talks about, it was amazing that, you know, Abraham, you know, put uh, Isaac on the altar and, you know, was going to kill him. But to me, the miracle came before that ever happened. And the fact that he told the people that were with him, we'll be back. And he told Isaac, he said, Isaac, God will provide. Because Isaac, like, where? I don't, I don't see a lamb. Now, Abraham did not know that there was more to what he said. Right. As we don't always know that there's more what's going on than what we know that's going on. Yeah. And he said, God will provide Jehovah Jireh. He said, God will provide a lamb. We know he did. We know the whole story. He brought Jesus as the lamb. But ironically, the faith that Abraham knew at by this point, he's like, I don't see a lamb. I don't see a sacrifice. I'm delayed. Isaac on this table. The only thing that I can see that can happen for God to still be God and be faithful is to bring Isaac back to life, and we're going to mm-hmm. go back down. I'm going to kill him, and there's going to be a resurrection. In, in Abraham's mind, because he didn't know that God was going to stop him. So either, you know, he didn't know about the ram. He didn't know that, that was going to be. So Abraham had so much faith, and that's one of those verses that says he had he he had hope against hope. There was no hope. Everything looked ridiculous, even from the point that when when he was too old to have it. And and I think that the the thing that God wants to tell us is stop looking around your circumstances. Stop looking at how much time you might have with my blessing or how much time you are in this place in your life. If you're in my will right now and that's where you are, that's where, just look at that. Stop looking to the future and thinking, how long will I have this? Because before we know it, time could become an idol. Yes. and, and yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, but before we know it, 
the very thing that God wants to show us He is God with by doing the impossible, the very thing that He wants to use in our lives to prove to us that He is God and nothing is impossible, becomes the very idol that we begin to worship. And God was like, no, don't worship me. And, and, and I love the fact that in these verses, it says that Abraham worshiped God. So he thanked God for Isaac. When he had him, he thanked him when he was about to offer him. It was a giving God the glory. I think it's so, it's such a fine line. But, and you say this all the time of like, look, looking at God's heart and not God's hand. And we can praise God for his hand and what he does. But I think that goes back to Abraham was not sure of what God's hand would do. That's what he didn't know because he's not God. And and I he just knew. I at this Nor do point, we. right? At this point, I know, I know Yahweh so much that I know that everything that he does is good. I know that he loves me. I know that he can do the impossible. I know that you know he'll only I mean, do what's best. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. only going to do it best. He like he is with me. He will carry me through. He will provide. Like those things mm-hmm. are, are that is what. That is why his faith was so amazing is because he was looking at God and being like, I know this about you. I don't know what you're going to do, but I know this. And I trust your word. I trust what you've said. I trust who you are. And I think that's like any, I mean, if we look at any earthly relationship we have, like that's what we want. We want someone to look at us and be like, I love you for who you are, not for what you do for me, not for, you know, what how you, you better my life? Mm-hmm. How you better? Yeah, what you like, bring to my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just just for who you are. Like that's what we all deeply long, and and that's what God longs for. And not because He needs it like we do, but because He knows that it's like a crazy. This is where it doesn't. It's not the same as our human relationships, but it betters us to know Him in that intimate way. We are when we fall in love with Him and get to know Him and have an intimate relationship, and He's number one, and that's how, where we were created. We were created to worship Him. Yeah, we so it's like this piece of like, him. yeah, it's mm-hmm. like we are who, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like this piece of like, because you're, you are, you're, you're walking into what you're created to or what you're created yeah. for. But I think that's what's so amazing about Abraham is, it's that fine line of like, yes, we can look to his hand to like, we learn more about who he is by his, you know, what he does and mm-hmm. all of that. But that is what Abraham was looking at. I was like, I know who my God is. I know who Yahweh is. And that's who I'm. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think we get spiritual amnesia. I think that we'll, you know, praise God. Like you will not believe what God did. And we're just so exciting and, and praising him. And then the next minute we forget that God has rescued us, and then we think we get into another situation, like God's not going to come through this time. Uh, and then, you know, we just kind of forget that God does want our best, and He is, you know, He does want to rescue us and draw us close to Him. And I think when you say, you know, looking at His hand, and, you know, I say don't trust His heart, not, his, you know, His hand. And what we mean by that is we just do not know what God is doing. We're just not God. And I think, and I actually put it in my Bible, a note that says that even just to know, like, I just need to know, that becomes an idol. That Because when we say mm-hmm. to God, we've got, I just want to know, what that means is I don't want to trust you. Because Faith is not just because we believe that God will, but that we believe God already has. And that's where it's huge, is that we believe that God has already provided 
everything that we need. And I know that there are people that are uh, trusting God and wanting God to change their circumstances, and He may. And I mean, he certainly doesn't. Do. Yeah, he certainly doesn't want his <laughs> yeah. children. No parent just want, loves to see it, their children suffer. No loving parent. And so that's not the heart. When I have to of remind God. myself of that always is because I'm like, why? Like, how much longer? You know, I feel like the Psalms yeah. where I'm like, you know, how much longer, Lord? Good gracious. Yeah. Like, how, you know, how many more heartbreaks? How many more, like. And you know, the right one doesn't ever leave. So the, the fact is this is that when we look at God's heart and we like, God, you know the future. You know what I can handle and what I can't. And you know what situation that you've allowed me to be in. You've given me the strength to endure. So you're not left alone. None of us are. And I'm going to trust you. Ironically, you know, we said all through the scripture, you know, it's Job. God gives and God takes away but I will always praise you. And I think that that's what Abraham did. He said, you know, he believed against hope, but he gave God the glory. That's where our faith is really. Like, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I know you. And that's the faith that endures. That's the faith that pleases God. And that's the faith that takes time. But it is possible to have. Is that God, no matter what you're doing, no matter what I can understand or what I don't, no matter what I'm looking around, every circumstances, every direction that I look, it looks as if you have forsaken me. But I know that you haven't because you said you would not. And that's faith. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.